Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about the Ben Affleck-directed Nike movie Air, starring his best bud, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, and Ben Affleck as Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. Now, I mentioned this movie in the episode I did probably in late January of 2023 about the 10 movies I was looking forward to in 2023. And I mentioned that this is one of those movies because I do respect Affleck as a director. And I like Damon and Affleck. I essentially grew up with them going back to Goodwill Hunting and even before that and School Ties. In the series movies I love, the first movie I did on it was Goodwill Hunting. So I, I was really looking forward to these guys because I think, and look, the first actor versus actor series that May and I did was Affleck versus Damon before we did Blanchett versus Kidman, DiCaprio versus Bale, and all these other ones. So I, I, I hold these guys in esteem and I was really looking forward to this movie. And if you guys are not aware of this uh, it was theatrically released it's made something like 80 million dollars and it was dropped on amazon prime um on the weekend of may 12th or so so i had mentioned before that i was gonna wait till it was streaming because i really don't go to theaters anymore though i might be tempted just for nostalgia's sake to take my my children to go see indiana jones when it comes out because they like the, the original movies they of course did not like crystal skulls because nobody liked crystal skulls and I do like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think she's very talented. I think Fleabag was a very talented television show. So I might take them to see that. Either way. Either way. Non-sequitur. I was looking forward to this movie. I think Affleck's a good director. If you look at Gone Baby Gone, great directorial debut. Great movie. Stars his brother and Michelle Moynihan. And then The Town, it's a great movie. And he acts really well. And Renner is you know packing heat. And John Hamm is miscast. And... And whatnot. Rebecca Hall's great in it. And then he does Argo, which I think we, we May and I had talked about it as an overrated win. I don't think Argo was good enough to win the Academy Award that year, but it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong, it's a good movie. And then he did Live by Night, which to be honest, I've never seen, so I'm not going to comment. And then he follows this up with Air. So if you're not familiar, Air is about essentially Nike's attempt in 1983 84 to get Michael Jordan, who is coming out of college. He's, I think, that the top five draft picks to sign with Nike. Because at that time, Nike was known to be a running shoe company and not really uh, successful in courting athletes to sign with them, to sponsor them. Uh, that was more Adidas and Converse. So it's essentially a movie about a guy named Sonny Vaccaro, who is played by Matt Damon. He's the lead in this movie. Like in The Last Duel, the last collaboration they did, Affleck takes the side role, which is probably the better role to, because he doesn't have the, 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 kind of the onus of carrying the film. And he plays Phil Knight, the owner of Nike. And Vaccaro essentially has the vision to court Michael Jordan's family, Michael Jordan, and to get him to sign and how this was revolutionary. Certainly it was revolutionary and very important for Nike's future. And on one level, I suppose you could say for Michael Jordan's future. So 
The reviews of it when it came out said it was great and uplifting. I have to say that I was disappointed in it. And it, and it was sad. It was kind of like when the, in South Park where the kids go see Crystal Skulls and they come out and they're traumatized because they're so sad how bad it was. Or I, even, even going back to 1999, I remember going to see Phantom Menace, waiting in lines. I was, I was in Hawaii because at the time... I was living in Alaska, and so we, my my wife at the time, well, my girlfriend at the time, we went to Hawaii just to get away from the cold, and we saw Phantom Menace over there, and it was just disappointing. And, and so, what what was my problem with Air? Air is essentially well. Let's talk about the acting, and then we could talk about kind of like the overall issues with it. The acting's fine. Essentially, everyone in that movie is playing themselves. Damon is being Damon because Damon doesn't have range. He really doesn't. He shows a little range like an Invictus when he does the South African accent. But as a whole, nothing special is coming out of Damon. I mean, he has a couple of important speeches that we're supposed to be moved by. But Damon's eh. Bateman. Jason Bateman. Fine. He's playing Bateman with a either a bad wig or a longer hair, 1980s. Or. He's playing himself. He plays himself in every role. That man has no range. He's great in some comedies. Bateman's playing Bateman. Chris Tucker, they bring him right. They resurrect his career. He's in this movie. He's essentially playing his role that he's most famous for, like in Rush Hour. Just kind of fast-talking guy. He's fine. Chris Messina plays Michael Jordan's agent. I think he comes off really well as kind of the unctuous agent. I think he's great. And then most importantly, I think Viola Davis is getting a lot of kind of good publicity about playing Jordan's mom. But here's the thing. I think she's fighting it, but she's playing her typical Viola Davis role. She's doing nothing special in this role that I haven't seen her do in all of her previous work, including The Help. The Strong Black Woman. Great. We're going to give her Academy Award for that. But she's doing nothing special in this movie. And Affleck, I mean, I want to give Affleck credit. I think his... His caricature of Phil Knight is pretty good. Phil Knight is kind of like the the new agey, throws out mottos and slogans. But is is a charismatic guy. And I think Affleck portrays him well. But overall, the acting is fine. There's nothing special about it. So here's my problem with Nike. So the the stakes at this, at this movie air is is very low stakes, right? It's just will a multi-billion dollar corporation sign a future billionaire to a shoe contract i mean that, that there's no stakes like why am i supposed to care plus i already know the outcome this is why i never watched obi-wan on disney because i know obi-wan doesn't die in the series and they brought that annoying girl to play young princess leia clearly i know when she dies so where's the suspense darth vader's in there i know when he dies where's the suspense so this movie is just a bunch of middle-aged rich dudes talking. Okay, that's fine. I don't mind. Most of the best dramas out there are middle-aged with dudes talking, like Mad Men, for example. Let's take a run to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies and naturopathic stuff. We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 20, 
17, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. But here's the thing. I, I just find this movie to be like a gigantic infomercial for Nike and for Michael Jordan. And it's just so pandering to those two people. Jordan had an influence on the script. Jordan had some take. He wanted his mom, for example, to have a larger role. Michael Jordan is not shown in the movie while his back is shown. And I think that was smart by Affleck to do that because I think it's Michael Jordan and any actor that tries to portray Michael Jordan, that those are big shoes to fill. And really, he didn't need to be shown. Unlike something like Winning Time on HBO where they have an actor portraying Magic Johnson, who I think does a decent job. I don't think there's any reason for them not to show Jordan. But the... Jordan has a, has a say on how the movie is. Nike has a say on how the movie is. They recorded many of the, of the scenes at Nike headquarters. And it just strikes me as just a gigantic infomercial for a bunch of super billionaires. And maybe I could overlook that if the writing was good and, and it was clever. And look, the writing's fine. The movie's fine. But it just left me with a bad taste in my mouth. I just watched an overrated infomercial. Why am I supposed to care about these characters? Why am I supposed to be rooting for Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan is, not, is known not to be a nice guy. He was not a nice guy. He's, you know, hyper-competitive. I don't have a problem with that. But he's known to be an inveterate gambler. Was not a nice guy. Allegedly cheated on his wife. But I'm supposed to root for this guy? And then in the closing credits, they mention how he makes roughly $400 million a year for signing this contract. That's great. I don't begrudge people who make money. I begrudge this, this concept that like it, it's, it's like when an actor or actress does their own autobiography where you know that it's not really the authentic version of what's going on. And that's what I felt. I felt this was just pandering to Jordan, pandering to Nike. And look, I get it. I've heard Affleck and Damon, they, they did the, the press junket circuit before this movie, and I get it. They're like, we're in our middle ages. You know, at this point, we have, we have you know, solid careers. We just want to work with people we like. And I'm, I'm sure the set was fun, dressing up in the 80s and all this, all this. I'm sure they had a good job, a good time, and it was fun. But it's like, eh, the movie is eh. And I hope it doesn't get any Academy Award run. There's some rumors that might get, I mean, granted, it's early in 2023, but... Maybe uh, a screenplay, adapted screenplay. Eh. Viola Davis, she's playing the strong black woman. What, what's so what's so special about that? It's like when J Lo plays the strong Latina. What's so special about that? Damon certainly certainly should not get dominated. Affleck, I mean, I I don't think he should get nominated for best supporting actor. 
Should he get nominated for director? I don't know. We'll see what the candidate pool is. The movie is okay. And then, look, I, I the soundtrack. So there's tons of 80s songs. And believe me, I am a creature of the 80s. My favorite music has always been 80s New Wave. The Smiths, New Order, The Cure. I had an older brother who listened to that music. And I was six years old when the 80s started. But I grew up in the, in the 80s and 90s, and even today, I'll, that's the, the music I gravitate more, more than, let's say, classic rock. So when I hear the 80s music of 84 come on, I like it. I just feel like, I don't know, even the way they're just shoving all the 80s music on us, I just don't like it. I just did not like it. And they show the Be Like Mike commercial at the end. And again, it just feels like a gigantic Wizard of Oz, where where Jordan is the Wizard of Oz behind the screen. And I'm just watching this in Affleck's Biatch, who is pushing this, this pro-Jordan, pro-Nike. Do, do, do we need Nike to get positive promotion? Yes, because we know that they use essentially slave labor through most of their company's existence, or we'll just call them underemployed labor for most of their existence. So they just sort of whitewash that. So we have to have a whitewash version of Michael Jordan. So no, not to be a nice guy. Whitewash version of this company. And I'm supposed to root for super billionaires? Eh. Plus the acting is eh. So I was just disappointed. Maybe I, I mean, I, I knew what the plot was going to be going into it. I just was disappointed. That's all I have to say. So look. Oh, and then Affleck's movie, Hypnotic. Let's just call it here. Okay, so Affleck did a movie with Robert Rodriguez, uh, most famous for Mariachi fame and Desperado. And the movie tanked. I think it made like $2.8 domestic. It just came out like two weeks after after Air did. And I think the company that was distributing it, I think, I think the company that produced it went under. And so they had shelved this uh, project, Hypnotic. And they're like, let's just release it up to Air because Air's you know getting a lot of pub for Affleck's. And they so it's released the same week, and the Jennifer Lopez releases her Netflix movie Mother, where she plays a CIA agent turned assassin who has to. I think his, her daughter gets kidnapped, and it's you know hell hath no fury like a mother kind of movie. So that movie does well per Netflix. You know, you know we don't know how things really do well on Netflix or not, but. The movie does well. Affleck's movie tanks. They, it's the worst opening for an Affleck movie of his career. This is 30 years. You see scenes of Affleck and J-Lo fighting uh, in the streets at the a red carpet at a function. I'm telling you, and I predicted this, that this marriage is not going to last. You have two gigantic egos. And don't be deceived that... It is not taxing on a relationship for one relationship not to be doing well, and the other one to be one 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 career doing well and one not doing well. And I think with both of them, I mean, they have so much baggage given that they were together 20 years ago. And essentially, Jennifer Garner was a rebound. He rebounded with her very quickly after the J Lo breakup. She did the same thing with Mark Anthony, and then after A Rod, I mean, this woman's triple divorce. Remember, triple divorce after A Rod, even though she wasn't married to A Rod. She gets back with Affleck after Affleck somehow does not make it work with Anna DeArmas, who's infinitely hotter than J-Lo. 
So they get together and look, I mean, there's been rumblings. You've seen the videos of her, I'm at the, I can't remember which award show it was, where he looks just very angry and it's surly, doesn't want to be there. And I don't know. Affleck's career is going to be fine. It is one that has undulated up and down, up and down, up and down. And overall, Air is getting positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and so forth. I personally just didn't like it. Doesn't mean that the movie wasn't necessarily good or isn't going to be well received by the Academy. But I'm just calling it. I don't see this marriage working simply because of the statistics. Look, the the, the divorce rate of second marriages hovers around 70%. JLo has been married four times now. Four times. The divorce rate of four-time marriages is exceedingly high, easily over 80%. He is divorced. So 70%, 70% divorce rate for his side, 80 plus percent divorce chance on her side. Let's just look at the statistics. Would you get on a plane that crashes 80% of the time? So, I mean, I don't think it's a big hot take that in 10 years, J-Lo and Affleck will likely not be married, but I'm calling it here. This marriage probably won't last another year. It's, it'd be curious to see which marriage is going to last longer, Markle and Prince Harry or this marriage, because they're both doom, 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 doom. I'll post a poll at the Cinema Rag regarding air. Let me know if you like the movie. Please rate and review this feed right now because it helps with the algorithm and get the, the channel to grow. There's a link for PayPal to make a donation, and there's a link to the website that hosts all the Let's Go Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to the Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.